Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Smith, and today we are going to talk about what I what I absolutely 1,000% believe in our country that's happening right now is a Marxist revolution. Now, in the Marxist revolution, you're either for us or against us. That's why I keep telling people there is no room for neutrality. Folks, if you love America, if you love the principles of freedom that our country have found and are founded upon, I'm telling you, we're in a battle for the soul of our country against these Marxist leftists who don't even agree with one another. Their brand of freedom, their brand of equality by getting rid of equality and, and, and instituting equity, which is an assured outcome, is a sure way for you to throw your lifestyle, your traditions, your values right down the toilet, along with the freedom that our country has enjoyed since its inception now or at least fought for our country has gone through through changes some ups and downs and ebb and flows but typically always in a direction of more uh, uh, of equality something that's good this is the first time in our country's history where we have seen a revolution not to make America more equal and not to make America look past skin color or a nation of origin or any of those things to usher in a more um, a, a more uh, uh, of a way for people to be more tolerant right for to to agree to disagree to have an open exchange of ideas no they're throwing all of that in the toilet to push Marxism. So I stand here for you uh, before you today to raise the alarm about a grave threat to our nation's very foundation. And my friends, we're engaged in a battle for the soul of America. And that battle is against the insidious ideology of Marxism. And for far too long, we've watched as forces of Marxism have crept their way in our society, poisoning the minds, weakening our institutions and eroding our very freedoms. They have infiltrated our schools, our universities, our media, and even our government. They have undermined the traditional values and promoted division among uh, division and conflict uh, and sown seeds of chaos and destruction. That's what they do. You will never see a Marxist movement that's there to bring about peace and tolerance and open-mindedness. No, it's either our way or no way at all. They're there to uh, sow chaos and tear down and destroy. Now, in a pursuit of power is the reason they do this. Now, Marxist, now Marxist seeks to control every aspect of our lives. It wants to dictate uh, what we are, what we think, what we say, how we live. It wants to strip you of your individuality, our freedom of choice, and our very right to self-determination. We cannot allow this to happen, people. We cannot allow this to happen. We must stand up and fight for the principles that have made America a great nation. As a matter of fact, the greatest nation on earth. We must defend our constitution and our freedoms and our way of life. This is not a partisan issue. Yeah, I keep telling people this, but right and wrong have to mean more than right and left in this instance. 
It's an American issue. It's about the future of our country. It's about the future for our children. It's about the future of freedom itself. I call upon every patriotic American to join me in this fight. Let's stand together, united in our, in, in our resolve to preserve the soul of America. Let us reject the siren song of Marxism and embrace the principles of liberty, justice, and a self-governance that we have made, that's made our nation the beacon of hope for the entire world. Let us act now because the future of America is in our hands. It's in our hands right now. Marxists can never be allowed to have equal footing. They are not our friends with a differing political opinion. They personify evil and hatred, and they are responsible for the manipulation and indoctrination of the institutions across this country. They are the enemy within, and their ideas, if implemented, would kill millions. And our republic, right along with it. Marxists should not be given any platform from which to speak. And they should be, they should be expelled from every university and every political office in this great nation. Folks, it, it, and I say that on the heels of what just happened in, uh, Israel, uh, attacked by a, an evil enemy that seeks to destroy not just the nation. This is not a battle over occupation that they try to tell you this is the reason for no they are they are a war against a race of people a, a race of people and the marxists um they they do the same thing except for their rate they're they're more against the ideology uh behind it so they can repackage marxism and 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 it sounds great and every package they try to put it in and 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 apply it whether it be to uh, uh, a world or foreign affairs, whether it be to how we are to look at each other, social, uh, social, uh, the sociology of a country, the economic makeup of a country by putting people into groups. In this way, they can control people. And people don't even realize as they go about espousing this ideology, they are advocating to putting themselves in chains. That's what they're doing. They're advocating to making themselves slaves to the same state they pretend to fight. And if always, haven't the left from the very beginning been the people against the system, against the government, fighting the man, and now all of a sudden they are the man? And then what do they do? They turn around and seek to put us in the same change, chains that they say themselves they want to break free of. It makes absolutely no sense, but this is what we're trying to tell you. The reason it makes no sense is because you and I have been given eyes to see and ears to hear. If you know, you know, and you can see this from a mile away. You understand exactly what it is. You see these people for what they are, future slave masters. These people would not have you have any freedom, but they would seek to just take ultimate power, real supremacy. They say they fight white supremacy while fight, while fighting, absolutely fighting for leftist supremacy. This is what this is, liberal supremacy, not even real liberalism at that, because real liberalism actually embraced the First Amendment. It, it fought for tolerance. It just didn't have a limit. It didn't have a limit or a standard like most things on the left. But there were some common ground that could be found with the yet the, the liberals of yesteryear and the conservatives of today. Some points uh, that we would agree on. Many we wouldn't, obviously. But many that we would. 
And, and we need a return to that. But you, you can't have a return to that when you absolutely have people in your government that are working against you. And it seems like the media as a whole, and I'm, I'm not talking about just the press or the news. I'm talking about movies and music and everything that your newspaper, your magazines, everything, your social media, you're surrounded by this indoctrination. And should you try to go against the grain, swim upstream, wake people up, they will shut you down, limit your reach to make sure, one, that people like you don't find you because they don't want, I mean, so perilously, they do not want us organizing. They don't. Uh, uh, they, they repackage everything we say and they take little snippets out of what you say and then try to make it out like you're preaching hate. They will absolutely make their case for what they're doing to benefit society as a whole. But people in a free society, we're free to succeed. But anybody who is free to succeed is also run the risk of failure. And your failure is completely on your shoulders. And you must own this and accept this because this is one of the marks of a great man. When you fall down, how you get back up determines what kind of a man or what kind of a person you are. But it has nothing to do with your social status. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin, your religion, uh, your gender, or any of the other things that they try to tell you is the reason why some nameless, faceless thing in the ether has systematically set up a complete you know, a, a, a way for to keep you down while making other people rise. No, a person who believes that is just an individual who is unwilling to accept that the sum of their choices that they made during their life equals the outcome they are currently in. And yes, I agree that luck has a lot to do with it in some cases. This is why some people are uber rich off of an idea and some people aren't. We all fight for that top spot. Life in a lot of ways, yes, is a competition. You're going up against the next guy for the job. You're going up against the next person for the raise or the promotion. There are things in life that that you have to strive to be better, have to strive to be smarter, have to strive to work harder. But what happens when you remove that incentive and you start pushing equity? What happens is people are no longer going to strive to be great. Medicines are not going to be made. Treatments will not be available because why? Why would we make great medicine? Why would we make great strides in the medical community or, or in software or hardware or anything at all that we build around us that gives us the kind of life that we have today and that is afforded to Americans today? Why, why is American exceptionalism such a bad thing to these people? Because they know a self-reliant America doesn't need a parental government to stand over their shoulder and tell them what they can and cannot do. And this is what really drives the nail into the coffin of the Marxists. They know for a fact that if left to its own devices with absolutely instituting the constitution as it is written and enacting it on people right now such as trump did will cause the seas to rise and a rising sea raises all ships people all ships but we must take responsibility for our own lives and then we have to be able to see the enemy for what they are and quit playing nice 
It's time to stop playing nice. And everyone, and I mean everyone, if you are able to vote and you are a conservative, if you're able to vote, your inaction is as much an action as anything else. So if you don't vote when you can vote and you're a conservative, please stop that. Please stop acting like your vote doesn't count. Your vote counts. I just saw, I just showed you on the last podcast where there was a town, uh, on, even on a local level that got rid of their whole, uh, uh, town committee, the entire thing. Why? Behind a deal they were going to cut to build, uh, uh, EV plant. And then I forget what state it was in. I believe it was in Minnesota. And it was, it was in Minnesota. And in the township, um, wanted to do something the people didn't want to do. So the people got together overwhelmingly at 70%, a 70% ratio in one town is unheard of. Why? Because people put aside the political left, political right, different mindset and said, this is right and this is wrong. And let's vote along those lines instead of those lines that are right and left. And let's call out the people whom we know right now that would tear American traditionalism and American exceptionalism and throw it right down the toilet. Let's talk about some of those political parties and actually who belongs to them. Uh, These people advocate, like I said, against traditional uh, American values, and they would uh, malign anyone who actually preaches the Constitution. There are currently seven elected officials who are a member of a party called the Democratic Socialists of America, or DSA for short. They are Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, of course, of course, and she and Rashida Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib for Michigan's 13th Congressional District. Anyone ever heard of her pro-Hamas Facebook uh, 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 member uh, to, to some secret group where she's out there actually uh, not even condemning the acts of Hamas uh, on on October the 7th when given the opportunity. It wasn't until days later that she came out uh, and gave some half-hearted, you know, full-throated version of, of, you know, some empathy uh, for those people who uh, were, that lost their lives that day due to radicals, due to uh, people who are, like for no lack of a better term, they are terrorists, people. And anyone who sympathizes with a terrorist, they themselves are a terrorist. Anyone who shows no sympathy to other people, they also deserve no sympathy themselves. People like this should not be elected into United States office. In fact, they should be made to vacate their seats. There shouldn't be just censuring. Censuring to me in this case of Rashida Tlaib is, is, is like a slap on the wrist to make it seem like we did something bad. Look, we corrected the mistake. No, you didn't correct the mistake. And no, you didn't. It, this is not justice. Justice would be getting rid of anti-Semites from being able to make decisions on a government level. People who clearly stand with groups that shout death to America. This is not a hard thing. This is not, you do not have to be a rocket scientist to understand this. Then you have Cori Bush, the biggest, one of the biggest race baiters in our government. And she represents Missouri's first congressional district. Cori Bush 
is a terrible politician who absolutely, whenever given the opportunity, will cause a racial divide and she'll call you a racist just as soon as to say good morning. This lady is absolutely, she is a race baiter and she's a divider and she belongs to the Democratic Socialist Party. So she's definitely... She's definitely calling for this Marxist overthrow. All the things that we talked about are are the same ideology for which these people actually have made their allegiance known. They know because they belong to the party that espouses those ideas. And this is a separate group, not uh, a part of the Democratic Party, but a separate group. Let's make that clear. The DSA is a separate. You have to actually go. And make it make it known. Hey, I want to be a part of this group. I'm I'm going to said place at said time and joining this. So it, these 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 people are intentionally aligning themselves with people with that have this ideology. Let's not forget Jamal Bowman, a Democrat, New York, U.S. Representative for New York's 16th uh, 16th Congressional District. What do we know in best for? During the vote of the House Speaker, he goes and he rips the emergency exit signs down and pulls the fire alarm. Why? To delay the vote. Now, I don't know why. We can all surmise why maybe everyone has an opinion why, but the thing is, it shows the, the character. It shows the character of the people we're talking about. It shows the, that they're willing to lie, cheat, steal. It shows they're willing to break the law and lie about it in an effort to push their agenda or ideology. So it, 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 this goes to the heart of what I'm talking about. This goes directly to the heart of what I'm talking about. Summer Lee, a Pennsylvania state representative of the 32nd district. This lady it also one more person in the Democrat Party who aligns themselves with Marxist ideology and socialist ideology, and they push it on on an, on that level, on a congressional level. Why in the hell do we have people in the United States government who would throw our free market system in the trash by virtue of what they actually believe, like its own religion? This is what Marxism is. First of all, it's a, it's a belief you have to get rid of God, you got to get rid of uh, roles in society, break up the nuclear family, you have to cause chaos to which the government can then come in and rescue the people from, but it seeks ultimate power, and millions of people have died in trying to enact this way of life, right? Let, let's not forget, uh, let's go right down the list, I'm not going to forget anybody, Christina Garcia, a Democrat, a California State Senator of the 38th District, is, is a member. Um, the Christina Garcia is a DCA politician. She's a member. Uh, let's not forget Kashama Sawant. Now, I don't know how to, if I'm saying her name wrong. Uh, Kashama Sawant is a Democrat from Washington. Oh, you couldn't forget Seattle. You need, you know, not, need not reach far into Seattle before you find somebody who's a member of the DSA. And she is a Seattle council member for the, uh, for District 3. And in addition, people, these elected officials are also a number of DSA members who hold office on a local level across the entirety of the country. For example, there are over 50 DSA members serving in city councils and school boards across the country. The Democratic Socialists of America is a political and activist organization that advocates for a democrat socialist society. The Democratic Socialists believe that the economy should be a democratically controlled 
And it <laughs> it's almost hard to say this with a straight face because I understand how they're repackaging it. But let me get through this. Uh, that all people should have access to the basic necessities such as health care, housing, education. The DSA is, is the largest socialist organization in the United States with over 92,000 members. The DSA has become increasingly active in recently, recent years as it has endorsed and supported a number of candidates who have won elections on the local, state, and federal levels. And the DSA's success in these elections is due to, in part, of the organization's ability to mobilize young voters and people of color. The DSA is a growing force in American politics and is likely to continue to play an increasing important role in the years to come. And yes, Rashida Tlaib was a member of a private Facebook group called Palestinians for Amer uh, Palestinian American Congress uh, that has been accused of glorifying Hamas a Palestinian militant organization designated as a terrorist group by the United States, the European Union, and Israel, the group was, was supported uh, and reportedly hidden from the public view and is not searchable on Facebook. So here's someone who understands the shame of what she's doing, understands the reality that if America's, Americans knew on a whole who she really was, maybe she would have something to be ashamed about. Why, if you feel as though what you're doing is right, do you need to hide it? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. But l let's take a look, people. Let's take a look at some of who Rashida Tlaib really is and what she really believes. First off, let's take a look at the clip that uh, so many have seen uh, in the Fox News reporting um, here. And let's 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 take a quick look, and this way you understand exactly who it is we're talking about and why we take the stance that we do. Why are you being so harsh, Eddie? Well, people, it's a war. And it's happening right in front of your face. The revolution has begun. Take a side. Pick a side. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. But something has to be done. If you want the America that you grew up in, you want that America that is free and in and, and, and America you can be an individual in an American, you have your rights in your constitution and bill of rights apply. If you believe in that, you better get off your ass and do something about it because people are fighting tooth and nail on the other side to remove your rights from you. So let's take a look. Using the phrase from the river to the sea, it's used by terrorists to call for the genocide of the Jewish people. Do you regret using it? The White House says that phrase can be anti-Semitic. Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman? Absolutely, she is. Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman Tlaib? Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman Tlaib? Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman Tlaib? Are you I absolutely 1,000% believe she is. That is my opinion. But it's based on those things that just what just took place right in front of your face. What you just saw right now is one of the reasons I believe. Let's go right down the list. And a very dangerous voice in America. And here's why. She pulled a theatrical stunt, claiming she was banned from Israel, when in fact she was admitted entry and then decided not to visit her grandmother in the West Bank because of the principle. She yeah. voted against Iron Dome funding, which is a defensive technology that does nothing but save lives of Arabs and Jews facing rockets. 
She supports BDS, but has repeatedly spoken out against sanctions of dictatorships like Iran because it hurts the people. Israeli though, she's fine with hurting them. She tweeted fake news that Israel bombed a hospital and killed 500 people, when in fact, Islamic Jihad bombed the hospital and killed roughly 50. Even after being called out with a community note on Twitter, she refused to apologize or remove the post. She participated in a pro-Hamas rally in DC, in which protesters defaced American monuments with Palestinian flags and damaged the White House fence while trying to breach it. She tweeted that from the river to the sea is an aspirational chant for coexistence, when in reality, it is a call to eliminate the state of Israel used in the charters of the PLO, Islamic Jihad, and Hamas. She doesn't actually care about Palestinians. She's been silent on Hamas using human shields and the fact Hamas blocked Palestinians from getting to safety as the IDF instructed. She's turned the war into a campaign about herself, claiming she, in fact, is the real victim, while Israelis and Palestinians both suffer at the hands of Hamas. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is not a victim. She's a raging hypocrite who deserves a more severe punishment than the congressional censure she received this week for supporting terrorism. And that's exactly my stance. She received a censuring to make it look like we're doing something about it to appease those people on the left who actually somewhat give a damn what's happening in Israel. Um, I saw the hearings briefly. I, it's so hard to watch some of these leftists when they get on the pulpit and they start trying to act. I mean, I, I really thought we were going to have one of those types of uh, hearings where the right and left when they spoke, they didn't go at each other, but they actually focused on the issue and found some common ground. But instead, what I saw was Nadler up there saying something about why if the right was actually serious about fighting anti-Semitism, why would it have uh, brought uh, Rod, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, to testify before Congress who tried to make it out like, like he was a, an anti-Semite because of his views on the vaccine or the virus or something like that. This was absolutely horrendous in an attempt to try to redirect or re-steer the reason why they were actually there. Everyone knows, everyone knows this is not a hard uh, thing to actually see that when you're talking anti-Semitism, when you're talking anti-Semitism and you see things being, people uh, being harassed or beaten on the street or uh, uh, chants for from the river to the sea or any of these types of things, is there any doubt in your mind that we're talking about people on the left? Any doubt whatsoever? None for me. Absolutely none for me because this is not what we stand for. We are people who cheered when the uh when the when the Jerusalem was made the capital and we moved our consulate to Jerusalem we were people who cheered the left didn't the left didn't and and if you go back far enough in the democratic convention when they were said they were going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of uh of uh Israel you will see if you look at the video and I wish I had it but you can go look it up um you'll see that there are more jeers and boos than anything else. Because why? Because the radical Islamists in the United States will always, always back the leftists. Why? Because they have no standards. They're not paying attention. And because their open-mindedness makes them blind to the tactics that these terrorists use in order to try down, try to tear down 
the way of life that America has uh, right now. I mean, the the freedoms that we enjoy, the, the, the ability to have an opinion like I'm having right now on the show right now, right? They, they, I mean, ever, the, the, uh, interview that happened with Dinesh D'Souza and that former extremist kind of says it all. It says it all. It says, go get busy with that. You know, my body, my choice. Go do that. Go do that. You know, he, he literally laid out exactly what we already knew. People on the right, we already knew. We already knew. And, and, and make no mistake, the people who are pro Hamas and people who are pro, uh, uh, or, or let's say anti-Zionists or any, any of that kind of mess right there. These people, th- that ideology is anti-Semitic by its very nature, because you don't hear those same people shouting down Sharia law, do you? So a Jewish state, one where they govern based on their own religious principles and beliefs, right? Even though I'm telling you, I'm a Christian. So there, uh, it's not that I agree with their, uh, 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 their brand of Judaism and that sort of thing that 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 they govern with, but I understand it because from it sprung the beliefs that spawned what I believe. So we're still rooted in those same exact. Uh, the foundation is exactly the same. Don't think for a second Jesus wasn't the Jew because he was. But the thing is this: they're hypocrites because while not uh, uh, shouting down one, they shout down the other. And they do it in the name of equality while not being equal. They really are hypocrites in every way, shape, or form. They're hypocrites. And they're not very smart people uh, on some cases. In some cases, they are very smart and they're very manipulative. And then you got people like AOC. Uh, here, I, I'll give you an example. Take a look. He's a fire. It could be any kind of fire. <laughs> it could be a big fire or a small fire. Oh, my God. A bonfire or even a candle flame. What? It just matters that somebody sees a fire. That's why we call it a ceasefire. <laughs> oh my goodness. So ceasefire means there is no military solution, only a diplomatic and cultural solution. A relational solution. A reckoning with ourselves and our history. Mm-hmm. That is what ceasefire now means. That's what it means? Okay. Let, let's the see. occupation of Palestine? Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, let let me, I think it, let let me, let me, let me preface this little clip right here. So she doesn't know what she's talking about. She absolutely 1000% has no, uh, idea at all about what she's speaking on. And she's speaking on right now. Why they, we keep telling people that this is not anything to do with an occupation of Israel. That's not what Hamas is fighting over. That's not what this is. But anyone who actually studies the, 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 the political, um, uh, of infighting up there in the Middle East and that part of the Middle East will know that Israel has abandoned the Gazan Strip since 2005, which they turned into a training ground, uh, training camp for militants. And what just happened was them attacking mainland Israel and killing innocent people, not soldiers, not going to war with Israel as a whole, but killing Innocent men, women, children, as as far down as infants, and kidnapping many. So that's what this is. But listen to her asinine answer as, you know, trying to back up when she says occupation that she can't even define. (laughs) Listen. The occupation of Palestine? Mm. What did you mean by that? Oh, um, 
I think it, what I meant is like the the settlements that are increasing in, in some of these areas. And do you think you can areas? expand on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd also just I I am not the expert on geopolitics on this. Wow. Issue. She's not the expert in geopolitics. You think she might want to do what then? Shut the hell up. I mean, and honestly, because here's who she's backing. This is who she's backing. What are, what are they shouting? Death to America. For those of you who didn't hear it, or those of you who won't hear it, the same people shouting death to Israel are the same people shouting death to America. They're in the same groups. They're in the same crowds. They're of the same ideology. And they all want the same thing. And it goes through uh, every single uh, portion of society and every facet of society that you would touch are where they recruit from, including your church. As a matter of fact, here, take a listen for yourself. We... Uh talk about building united fronts in NIDA. Uh Sometimes our members have the idea that it's a united front of the left, that we should get on the internet and look for every left group and we have common ideas and let's unite with... No! Mm-hmm. No, we're not talking about... That's a very narrow and small group of people we're talking about you know going to the union going to the community uh group mm -hmm. going to the church to the synagogue in the neighborhood to the mm -hmm. temple to the mosque to the pta um to the environmental groups what to the women's lgbt and 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 on the basis of the issues and, and and trying to uh, uh, work with them around the manifold uh, questions that are before the broad public. And that has to include the disabled, the disabled organizations who are often overlooked. So go find the disenfranchised folks, marginalized groups that you can a uh, 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 point out uh, within it, in every facet of community. Also, go to the churches, the PTAs, to every corner of society, to every organization therein. Not not just right, uh, not just left wing, but right wing as well. This is how they've managed to go into the church and uh, infect it with cultural Marxism. Just look at the United Methodist Church and the Lutheran Church today and look at the divide taking place and why? Because they are ordaining members of the LGBTQ community. But they do it on the basis that uh, that we're people and we're not the ones to judge or by changing the literal uh, definition of the script or the text in the Bible and, and not actually teaching the Bible as a whole, but more teaching from a foundation of how you feel or what they think God means. Instead of actually going line by line, verse by verse, what they've done is they, they've applied Marx's views and they're not basing their theology from off of the Bible, but off of a Marxist point of view. And then when you get someone like me who goes right into the facilities that these things take place and challenge them on their beliefs by opening up scripture, they have no answer for it. They have absolutely no answer for it. 
And that's that's what's going to take people. Activism got us here. Activism will get us out. But it's got to be you and me intentionally going into the community and taking part. Not just sitting behind your computer on your keyboard, sending out memes for likes and this sort of thing. But go join the groups in your community. Find out who they are. Find out which ones actually embody exactly what it is you believe in. And then go take part. Find out who the people are in your community who are like you. Just like these I wear on my wrist. Iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel, and seek me. Why? As a reminder. It's a reminder because we're stronger together. We're stronger together. Make no bones about it. This, um, although being a very, um, you know, American-centered, constitutional-centered thing, the Patriots Prayer podcast actually gets involved in these issues they will go out we will go out into the community we'll go talk to people we'll go shout people down who are on the other side of these issues that are absolutely horrendous whether if it that's what it takes to get between a marxist and your kids then damn well do it damn well do it go out and protest go out and, and get petitions signed so that you can actually make a difference in your community but damn it get involved have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. And you'll wonder why the Marxists feel the way they do about the people in the Jewish community? Well, let's read a little quote real quick here from uh, Karl Marx himself. He says, let us consider the worldly Jew, not the Sabbath Jew. Let us not look for the secret of the Jew in his religion, but let us look for the secret of the religion in the real Jew. What is the secular basis of Judaism? He asks. Practical need, self-interest. What is the worldly religion of the Jew? He asks. Huckstering, he says. What, what is his worldly God? He asks. In money, he replies. So this is how Marxists feel about Jews. But yet, they have fooled a certain segment of the Jewish community to stand with them and advocate for their own destruction. Jews for peace are exactly that. You saw them dancing around in the Capitol the other day calling for a ceasefire while standing with people that are in a group calling for Antifada, which is a global jihad. People, wake up. Wake up. I understand there are people in our society that are not so smart. In the world that are just not so smart. <laughs> so, 
you know, when it comes time for you to be the kind of open-minded person that's empathetic to someone's ability to understand or not understand the signs of the times, there is a time for you to be nice. And then there's a time for you to be honest right now is a time for you to be honest. Their feelings cannot mean more than the truth. The truth trumps their feelings in every case right now because it is a fight for the very soul of this country. And just like JFK said in a speech that happened not too long right before that he, he was assassinated, that there is very little uh, reason for this country to continue if its history and its traditions and values don't continue with it. We need to fight to keep American exceptionalism alive. We need to fight to continue the values that our country was made great and it was based upon. And those are Judeo-Christian values. So even if you don't believe in God, you have to understand that your uh, that your freedoms, that your very way of life uh, has been crafted around a belief in God. This is why your freedoms transcend that uh, in which a man can give you or prescribe to you. They, they exceed that. Why? Because when the people framed our Constitution, they believed in an almighty they believed in an almighty that would endow you with rights and so forth that men could not take away. But what's happened in, over the last uh, several decades of days, they have eroded, they've eroded, uh, tore down, redefined, and we need to fight to reinstate and reimagine what the United States was and what it can be once again. But it's going to take the intentionality of you and me. Evil will not retreat willingly. It must be beaten back. It absolutely must be beaten back. So don't think for a second that things are just going to get better organically or that your uh, your elected officials are on your side because in a lot of cases they're not. We just saw eight elected officials not uh, vote for the impeachment of my, uh, 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 Alejandro Marcos. Explain to me why. Explain to me why and explain to me why do you think that you're going to be reelected in your in the next bid? You're not going to be. I hope that you get primaried and everyone knows exactly who you are and you get primaried in your counties and your states and that you're gone. We need you out of there. We need real conservative people with real conservative values and we get that by people understanding exactly what the American value system is and why it is that we think there's a tragedy happening on our border and that mass immigration can be our undoing as a country. It, it, it absolutely can because the culture, it, it gets eroded. It, the culture gets stomped on and stepped on. And there is nobody that is assimilating to the American way of life because the onslaught of illegal immigration is too fast for them to figure out what that is before they're injected into our communities. So the places they come to become exactly like the places they're from. And Talib has uh, made comments on her membership to that group that we talked about earlier. However, she had previously faced criticism on her comments about Hamas in 2019. And she retweeted from a pro-Hamas account and referred to Hamas as the resistance movement. Now, tell me that you believe that a person that represents the United States would look at Hamas as a revolutionary, a good revolutionary resistance movement. She later apologized for retweeting the tweet, but she's already exposed her support for this for this Palestinian cause 
and has been very critical of Israel the entire time that she's held elected office. You should see some of the people she actually affiliates herself with. And I'm not going to get into, to, I can do an entire show based just on her affiliations and what they may mean. Look at the people protecting her. Look at the guy that shouted down Marjorie Taylor Greene the other day and actually who he was in the groups that he belonged to. Meanwhile, he's also somebody who guards uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib and works for her. So the, 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 he's been seen with her on multiple occasions, a member of the PLO. She, just These are radicals that these people that are in office right now they're aligning themselves with. They're aligning themselves with radicals. Now, uh, here are some of the key beliefs uh, in the DSA. And, and I'm going to focus on uh, the Democratic Socialists of America because uh, I want you to understand who they are and what it is they actually believe. We're going to take a look at how they package themselves and who they actually are. Now, the economy. Listen to what the DSA says about the economy. The DSA believes that the economy should be democratically owned and controlled rather than concentrated in the hands of a few wealthy individuals and uh, corporations. They're, they support worker-owned co-ops, public ownership of key, indu key industries, and democratic control over investment decisions. So, the free market, goodbye. See you later. Uh, American exceptionalism, goodbye, see you later, because now here's full-throated support for communism. And I understand how they packaged it, but that's not what happened. Do you mean to tell me that the owner who has put himself on the line, gotten loans, gotten permits, uh, bought the machines, got the factory, who's absolutely on the hook for everything that that business does and every decision it makes should not reap the lion's share of the benefits for that company? And do you or do you not make your own individual agreement with every company you work for and you have a, 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 a contract with them that you will provide labor for X amount? You, that is fully up to you as to whether or not you go to work for that company for the amount you agreed for. And you have an opportunity to ask for more and they either want to accept it or do not accept it. But that is the basis for the work contract in the United States today as it's laid out in a free market system. Ah, just don't understand why people don't see it that way, but I understand that there are people on the left that just believe they're owed something for nothing, plain and simple. Now, the basic necessities, this is the other argument they make for what they actually believe in. The DSA believes that everyone should have access to the basic necessities such as health care, housing, and education regardless of their income, social status. They advocate for universal health care, affordable housing, and free college tuition. Let me explain to you. We don't have slavery in the United States. We just don't. We don't. So the ability for everyone to receive medical treatment for whatever ails them, anyone can go into, we already provide Medicaid in this for, for people who can't afford private insurance. And they can go and attend any, or excuse me, go to any hospital uh, for any ailment, walk in the hospital into the emergency room and be treated. This already happens. But what they're, what they're advocating for is uh, a, a system in which the, the doctors are forced to perform or act in, in, you know, in certain treatments and certain facilities, given no differentiation between the way uh, in which medical devices, uh, medical treatments such as medications and, and 
treatments that just cost, let's just call it what it is, a hell of a lot more. So yes, people who have a hell of a lot more have access to a hell of a lot more. This is the basis of a, a society based on capitalism, right? But it does not deny the basic needs or necessities to those in need in our society. We make provisions for them. But yes, there is another level that can be accessed should you have the means to access it. But the moment that you try to give everyone equal access to that, they didn't earn. They're just given it based off of nothing, just for being whatever they are on a Tuesday. Um, what happens is it disappears. It disappears by by this term equity that they like to use and just throw an equality in the trash, which is op afforded opportunity, not afforded a specific outcome. Then what you get is a society where everyone is poor. Everyone is destitute and there is no hope for you to rise above your current situation or status. That is what, that is how that, what that results in. Now, equality, like we just keep talking about equality. The DSA believes in a society where everyone has equal opportunity and rights regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, religion, immigration status. They fight against injustice and discrimination in all its form. Now, it sounds very, very, uh, appealing, right? The DSA believes in a society where everyone has equal opportunity. Yes, but they don't argue for equal opportunity. And do you really think that someone's immigration status should not uh, count against them when you have Americans in their own country that are not afforded uh, the ability to get that job because uh, an immigrant walks across the border illegally, illegally to boot and comes in and takes a job away from an American citizen, that that American citizen has no right to be angry that the country that they belong to has uh, skipped over them to afford the opportunity to someone else who is taking that opportunity from them illegally. It makes no sense. And now, uh, how else do they try to control us? How else do they try to manipulate us? The weather hoax, the climate hoax, right? So it's, and it's very simple because they like to go and, and exacerbate the issue and make it much larger than it really is. And, and they even put a time, I, I remember, uh, AOC stating that, uh, eight years or something ago that the world wouldn't be around. Well, we're here. Um, and, and here's the thing. It's a common sense approach, people. It's really easy. Nobody would advocate for pumping poison into our air. It's that simple. We just don't. I think the, 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 the American people as a whole, 100% of all of us would agree with that particular uh, affirmation. That we don't want poison pumped into our air. But to say that you know the cause and effect of uh, of cars on the road and, and, and the fact that that heats the earth up and you actually know that there is a correlation between the two is a falsehood. It is an absolute falsehood. And they've all written about this. What they're saying, in other words, is to be safer than sorry because we don't know. Maybe we should err on the side of caution. And by way of erring on the side of caution, these uh, 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 financial, uh, you know, the weight of these financial decisions based on environmentalism should fall on the shoulders of every man, woman, and child. But the reality of it is we don't know. And here's the other thing. We don't know where the money goes. To what sustainable economy? How do they fight climate change? What are the, what are the strides that they're making? Because 
what happens when you get rid of one particular style or way of uh, getting energy in the the world but let's just use the united states we're only going to talk about the united states in the united states if you it just like they try to put forth this thing with the uh EVs and by a certain year they're going to get rid of the internal combustion engine and say we're only running off of this well how do you make those EVs if you get rid of all the coal fire plants if you get rid of all of the uh, all of the fossil fuels then how in the hell are we manufacturing these 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 brand of cars and also uh you know I'm not saying that there are no place for EVs but to say that we're putting all of our uh all of our eggs in one basket puts us right back under the same a corporatocracy that these people claim that they're fighting because you just exchanged one monster for another one it makes no sense and democracy right so they say that they are for democracy here's the one thing that they actually may, may be for because let me explain to you people that the a republic is a is a, a system of laws of checks and balances and the majority does not matter the majority in a in a in a in a constitutional republic it does not matter meaning that mob rule does not it does not mean that uh you're um, immediately going to overthrow the rights of the minority you can't because it's a republic it's a republic that's what makes us great which is why our electoral college is set up the way it is because if it wasn't our elections would be decided every year by New York and California Texas and the places that have the most population and little states would not matter they would not matter so uh, remember these things folks because these are the tricks that they try to use and they repackage themselves to look like they're angels they're on your side they're advocates for the disenfranchised when in fact they're not they're monsters. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. And the DSA is not a political party. But And I told you this, right? They're not a political party, but they're an activist organization with members involved in various political activities, including campaigning for candidates and working for policy initiatives. And yet, with all of the things that I just explained to you, these there are so many elected officials that actually belong to that group. So many. <laughs> Now, here's the economic, the economic philosophy uh, that that they that they try to say uh, on on the other side of the aisle, right? There, these disagreements stem from fundamental differences in policy and economic philosophy, which is how they try to go at whatever rule or change that they're trying to push. Uh, from the, the Marxist point of view. And that goes something like conservatives generally believe in limited government and intervention in the economy favoring free markets and individual enterprises that they view government uh, regulation as stifling economy, economic growth and the individual freedom, which is true. It's true. Government overreach and overregulation of any industry usually results in that industry being taken over by the government and the industry usually suffers and the average person can no longer practice the free market uh, based system in those particular uh, fields or, or, or those particular marketplaces because of the overregulation makes it too hard to make a profit. So it stifles innovation. That is absolutely 1000% true. It is true. Now, they also try to go at the fact that there's social responsibility, right? Social responsibility. But also there is, um, you know, a, a collectivist way of looking at the 
uh, what is the word I'm I'm looking for? So there is there is the social responsibility, uh, and then you have the individual responsibility, and they like to lay uh, the 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 burden on particular groups as a whole because this way they can use groups. If they can divide you into groups, then they can manipulate you. It's like trying to sell somebody something one-on-one. If you bring your product to me at your front door and you try to show it to me and sell it to me, I'm more likely going to be able to tell you no really easily. But if you get a group of people together in a giant room and you have a a thousand people in the room and you make your pitch, you're going to sell a lot of things because not only do you sell them to people that are brainwashed by what you say, but because if you just convince a very small portion of the crowd, they will in turn, convince other members in that crowd, that mass hysteria, that's how that happens. So it's really easy to brainwash people. If you get everyone saying the same thing at the same time, Mockingbird Media. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- listen, so the conservatives emphasize individual responsibility and self-reliance, believing that individuals should work hard to achieve success and that the government should provide uh, should not provide handouts. The DSA, on the other hand, emphasizes social responsibility and collective action, believing that a society has a reasonable uh, uh, responsibility to ensure that everyone has a fair chance to succeed and that the government should play a role in addressing economic inequity. No, not in a free society. Absolutely not. Not in a, We should not uh, bear the burdens of... Of, or be, excuse me, as a Christian, I believe we should bear the burdens of our neighbors, of our brothers, and that we should help each other up. Now, there's a difference between that and an entitlement, a person that, uh, or a system that is set up to steal or take from one group and give to another in an, in, in an effort to redistribute the wealth when people are not willing to go out and do whatever is necessary to become successful on their own. That simple. That simple. And then you have distributive justice. The distributive justice, conservatives generally believe that the wealth, uh, that wealth disparities are a natural consequence of a free market. And they are a system and that a, uh, that a government should not interfere with the market outcomes. The DSA, on the other hand, believes that the wealth disparities are often unjust and that the government should take steps to address them, such as through, uh, progressive taxation, and policies aimed at reducing income equality. A progressive taxation, really? Really. Maybe this is why they wanted those 87,000 IRS agents and they wanted them to be armed. Um, Yeah, absolutely. 1,000% think that a progressive tax system penalizes people for success. I believe in a fair tax system, one that maybe you take 10% of your income I don't care how much you make, how little you make, but 10% of your income is your tax. That's what it is in a fair tax rate system. But the way that it is right now, folks, if you make $100,000 a year or you make $70,000 a year, uh, the person who makes $100,000 a year makes less. People say, what? Mines get blown? No, they do. They make less because they entered into a different tax bracket. So what they end up doing is deducting money out of their check to put into funds like IRAs and 401ks to lower the amount of their taxable income so that they can end up keeping more of their own money. What a genius concept. 
that you would be able to keep more of what's yours. And the pay your fair share people really aren't the pay your fair share people. What they are are social vultures that want to set up entitlement programs to allow that section of our population that do nothing and take no personal responsibility to still benefit from the people who want to work over on this side of the aisle. It doesn't make sense at all. But it actually is one of the things that led to the fall of Rome. And they called it doles. The, the Romans called it doles because, and they made it, they got to a certain part in their history in Rome where the people who had jobs were legally not allowed to quit because people who did not work were dependent upon them. And look it up. They actually started making their coins out of things different than precious metals because people were hoarding the precious metals. And so they started using uh, uh, zinc, iron, uh, nickel, things like this to make their money out of instead of gold and silver. And look what the United States did not too long ago, not many decades ago. We did the same exact thing. Now, social change. Uh, conservatives generally tend to favor a gradual social change, believing that rapid social changes can be disruptive and destabilizing. The DSA, on the other hand, is more open to more radical social change, believing that it sometimes is necessary to address systemic injustices, when in fact it does exactly what I just explained earlier was it erodes our cultural norms. It gets rid of any ability for the people that come into our country to assimilate to the American way of life. But in fact, what it does is it stomps out the American way of life and gets rid of it because these people don't know what it is because they are not introduced to it uh, gradually by the numbers of the people immigrating into the United States being less. But what in case, but what they're actually doing now is they're bombarding us with immigration to a level that mainly it, it's going to affect how our children learn in schools, how our people operate in their own communities because the American way of life just got stomped on because now you have, uh, you know, 50,000 people from Guatemala that just now arrived in your city and basically created an entirely different cultural system by which they know because they've not been introduced to anything else. It's not saying that it's right or wrong. This is just the reality of the situation. So the Americans uh, get the short end of the stick in that in, in, in that particular system. And now imagine a teacher that has to now teach to children who don't speak English alongside your English-speaking children. So now she takes twice as long to teach half as much because now they're going to have to say the same thing but in two different languages, slowing down the progress of what's supposed to take place in our classrooms this is all things that they don't address because they don't care about american exceptionalism what they do care about is tearing down our society and eroding our society to a breaking point so that they can install and initiate a marxist socialist government this is what the, this is their whole this is their whole aim which is why they created the dsa so you know this is this is very 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 important and conservatives generally do believe in upholding a, a tradition of cultural norms and values such as the importance of family religion personal responsibility but the dsa while respecting individual values and beliefs it says is more open to questioning and challenging traditional norms in favor of greater greater social justice and inclusivity like this junk that happens on uh, with dei Right. So it, this is this is there was a reason why Trump banned it before he did. And and if you wonder why uh, the Marxist point of view usually is seen by people on the right and people with common sense as as uh, sedition, I say it all the time. Socialism is sedition.
You can't be one without being the other. So some argue the social uh, socialism as a system that involves the uh, significant uh, the significant uh, government ownership of means of production and uh, control over the economy could conflict with uh, several provisions in the U.S. Constitution. Let's take clause of the fifth uh, the Fifth Amendment, which takes clause of, uh, and prohibits the government from taking over private property and for uh, for public use without. Uh, just compensation. Critics argue that socialist policies would actually throw that right in the trash and, and invoke collectivism in its place. And that's true. Imagine that. You, d- no more private ownership, right? It, it, no more private ownership. Uh, and, and, and it's enacted by the government that they say they're fighting against because they don't want the government to have control, but they're trying to put a system in place by way of which the government is worshipped as God and they have control, but they do it with a guise or a lie stating that people would own their own labor. Labor to do what when there's no industry because you've gotten rid of American exceptionalism. It makes no sense. And the Tenth Amendment reserves the power for not no not uh, explicitly granted to the federal government, to the states, or to the people. Some argue that socialists policies would uh, require a level of federal control over the economy that exceeds the powers granted to the federal government under the constitution and it absolutely 1000 percent does otherwise you cannot have the wealth distribution redistribution necessary to make this work which is why it never has ever worked ever in history and has always led to the death of millions now the contract clause article 1 section 10 that the contract clause prohibits the states from passing laws that impair the obligation of its con uh, of, of contracts meaning critics argue that the socialist policies such as price control or regulations on business could impair existing contracts violating this clause such as the, what's going on right now with donald trump in this trial that he's on and why we believe it's so unfair he entered into a private contract with a bank he declared that his house or his property was worth a certain amount. It was up to the bank at that point, which they did, use their own people to determine whether or not Donald Trump was telling the truth about said value of his property. And they determined that it would be true. Now, based on the what they both sat down individually and agreed upon their own contract between the two of them and came to a conclusion that Donald Trump was worthy of said loan, which he paid back. Now the federal government is getting involved in a victimless crime and seemingly, seemingly making it seem like I have to be, I have to give the appearance of impartiality here. But when you look at properties not even far away from Mar-a-Lago that are estimated to be millions of dollars more than the $18 million they said Mar-a-Lago was worth, then you automatically know that there is some shenanigans being going on because there are properties that not, are not as large that don't even have a building on them, but are valued higher than the amount that they're trying to say Mar-a-Lago was valued at. That is, that is to me, the indefinite proof that what Trump is saying about them targeting him, that's what that's based on, and that's what people should look at. 
It's exactly what people should look at. Now, the due process clause or the 5th and 14th amendments. Due process clause protects individuals from arbitrary government uh, actions that deprive them from their life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Critics argue that socialist policies would involve arbitrary government interventions in the economic uh, in the, in the economy violating this clause and it absolutely would because they would be depriving you of your private ownership of whatever it is you own in order to implement this collectivism, this socialist uh, mindset and this socialist system, which always leads to once again, poverty and death. Wake up American people wake up, please, because we're fighting for the soul and the conscience of our country. And if you don't get involved in this fight and this point in history, we're going to be looked at as the generation that allowed this to happen. You're here. You're alive at this moment in time, at this place for a reason. There's a fork in the road. You can either take the left and go with the people that upended and gotten rid of and destroyed the freest country that has ever existed in history. Or you can go on the right. And go with a, a, a people who believe in American exceptionalism and American values and family and freedom and the First Amendment and the Second Amendment and just a believe in an America that gives opportunity and that flourishes an America that believes in a God and a creator and an America that believes in the family and that the traditions of our country are not rooted in racism but they're rooted in people who actually believe that there is something greater. There is a reason why we don't worship the government. There is a reason why we worship God over government. There is a reason why we as individuals are responsible for ourselves and our own actions and why we don't throw people into groups and label everyone and then try to divide everyone with that kind of mentality. There is a reason because under such system is the only way you can actually call it freedom. When I'm just Eddie, I'm not white Eddie. When you're just whoever you are and not the, the, the color of your skin, but rather the content of your character, the old argument, the left or the liberal used to argue. That's what they used to argue. You've lost your way. And by way of losing your way, you are actually enacting a style of government that is destroying, tearing down, beating up within an effort to get rid of the American way of life. And then you're calling it just when on the other side of that, all there is, is destruction on the other side of that. There is enslavement on the other side of that. There is communism on the other side of that. There is no freedom. There is no one who can dissent against the government because once again, the government is God. You're alive at this point in time, at this major junction in history for a reason. And you have a choice to make. What side of the aisle do you come down on? What side of this fight are you going to say you took part in? Because let me tell you, I wouldn't be able to look at myself and look back on my life knowing that I didn't take this time to stand up and do what was right. For not just me, but for my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and their grandchildren. People, we all have a role to play. 
we all have a position to play in this fight. Even if it's just teaching your neighbor, teaching your children, and and, and going out and taking part in what's happening in your community to educate people so that they know what the tricks are that the left are trying to pull. So they know how to defend themselves against this onslaught of lies that reimagine how the country was founded and the principles for which it was founded on and repackage them as some kind of racist obituary that they want to print someday in the paper so that they can say they overthrew the freest country in the world. Well, I'll tell you what, over our dead bodies. We love our country. And we will defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And it starts with cleaning house. It starts with cleaning house on the conservative side. And I love when Jordan Peterson says to make your own bed, you know, clean your room. And that's what we need to do. So in as much as we like to shout out the left for doing these evil, abhorrent, terrible things for which there are no consequences from their own party, hardly ever. This censuring of Rashida Tlaib was just virtue signaling at best to make it sound like or seem like they have some kind of a conscience and are not anti-Semites when in fact everyone on the left, everyone you've seen protesting and waving these pro-Hamas flags, these are all Democrats. These are all Democrats. Let's let's not give them all, okay, just so that they can't say they're fact-checking me and I'm wrong. Let's say a very high 90 percentage of them that we've all been exposed to lately on the news are all left-leaning. They can't argue with that. But we know the reality that they they contradict themselves and they're hypocrites. So, you know, I hope I've painted a very good picture uh, for you as to uh, what these are. But I'll give I'll give the before we get out of here, I will let you hear it from Ted Cruz. I love the speech that he gives in this particular uh, interview. And I think he says it really well. Listen. I don't know what happened there, but we're going to try to get it back here. Huh. I don't know why all of a sudden everything has worked so well up until this point. Uh, Let's see if we can't. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Why they seized control of the institutions. And then number two, to give a clear, practical battle plan for taking the institutions back. But I, but I give the history where in the 1960s, Marxists began infiltrating our universities. And first of all, they were plain vanilla Marxists. They, the, the, the oppressors and victims they were looking at were socioeconomic. It was the owners of capital and the proletariat. And their solution was a violent revolution and government forcibly redistributing the wealth. Once in the university, Marxism began to mutate and it became a number of different variants. One of the first was critical race theory. That same Marxist prism of oppressor and victim, but instead of socioeconomic, 
they, they look at race and they view America as irredeemably racist. And their solution, again, is the so-called victim races, violently overthrowing and using government power to redistribute from the so-called oppressor races. It then transmogrifates along the lines of gender and sexual orientation and gender identity. And each of these is designed, look, Marxism, the ideas of the radical left are wildly unpopular, which means they thrive on number one, power and coercion, and number two, indoctrination. It's why the Marxists focus on schools, on universities and K through 12, and, and journalism and entertainment, because it takes indoctrination to push this assault. And Tony, you're exactly right. It is an assault on America's free enterprise system. It is an assault on our Constitution. It is an assault on our Bill of Rights. It is an assault right at the heart of the cultural Marxist view is that the founding of America was a moment of evil. That's exactly right. It, 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 was, it was the founding of a moment of evil. And you got to remember that Karl Marx himself was a Christian prior, prior to um, making these uh, coming to these revelations that he did. Um, but you know, even he himself says uh, essentially that it, the idea is to bring chaos and destruction and so forth, and, and that's the uh, the way for which to begin the morph into a Marxist society and to bring that utopia that they talk about which has always ended in the death of millions in the starvation and everything that comes along with it but they can only do the things they do because we are allowing in our universities marxist professors funded by people out of this country and organizations that are so abhorrent that i i don't even want to say their names by people who believe in an open society but you got to figure out what that means to understand that marxism is their ultimate goal and their ultimate goal is to tear down the American way of life because the two cannot coexist. They cannot. So, you know what it takes. The silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a great day. My people of this country and we're under attack. They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us. Take you and say back. And every time we pull up all your